This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. If you had to Google mother-daughter relationships, you'll be told the following, and I quote, The mother-daughter connection is like none other. It's an intense, special bond that is instrumental in the lives of both. Sadly, it can also be complex, challenging, and even toxic. End quote. On that incredibly sobering note, I talk now to clinical psychologist Dr. Solani Boomer, who specializes in this field and offers workshops on the topic. Dr. Boomer, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you, Sharice, and thank you to the listeners. Um, Dr. Boomer, can we start off by defining the difference between a mother-daughter relationship as possibly a father-son or even a mother-son relationship? What makes this one specific? Thanks. Thanks, Sharice. The mother-daughter relationships is uh, uh, very special in a sense that when a mother gives birth to the daughter, it's almost recreating her own self and uh, her own existence. Whatever that, um, I mean, the mother would have wanted to be, it actually gets reenacted into her own daughter. And therefore, whatever that she does in bringing up the child is to be the best of what represents her and also the best that represents what she could accomplish as a woman. So I can see problems already coming in there because obviously <laughs> right from the beginning we are putting on our children or as our daughters having put on us an unrealistic expectation of what and who we are. Is that true? So does it start going wrong from, from birth? It starts going right in a sense that uh, this is a love, you know, kind of a relationship that the mother wants to, I mean, to kind of transfer to the child. But at the center of this, there comes that friction. Because, you know, often it's uh, more of uh, this is the best that I can offer and this is the best that you can be. But now the daughter comes up with her own thoughts, her own way of existence, her own way of wanting to do things. And that love gets translated or matched with friction, unintended so. And it is basically out of that, that more often than not, because the child wants to be her own self, the mother wants the best for her because she's been there for a while. And uh, the daughter is uh, like, I am in a different generation. I am in a different era. Give myself space. Let me be. So you be. And more often, it's uh, that, you know, the society itself tends to put so much pressure, you know, on women. Firstly, women are not allowed to speak. They are allowed to do the best they could do. And the intention of the mother is actually to protect the child into, I mean, being the best in the society that generally would not allow her to speak out. And out of that, the daughter would rebel against such because she wants to speak out. She doesn't understand why I cannot speak. And therefore, the mother will do whatever it takes. And that's when you'll find that uh, the mother says, I love my daughter, but only if she could listen to me. Only if 
she can hear me out because I know better. And only if she could respect me more, because at times, you know, the rebellion in a, it's, it's a, in a form of, uh, you know, disrespect. But in actual fact, the child, the daughter is crying out to say, let me be my own. And the daughter would come, would, uh, on the other hand, say, you know, I love my mother to bits, but she's overly critical. She's too demanding. I'm not her. So that in itself, it gets, it's, it's expressed in a positive context, but eventually it builds up wherein each and every one of them wants existence. And how it is different from a mother raising a son is because the mother already from a son's perspective knows that he will grow up, he will be a, a man of his own, and the world out there gives him an opportunity to be. Whereas from a daughter, a daughter mother-daughter's perspective, the mother says, you know what, I have to channel you through these waters so that you can understand how the, the world expect of you. So there are already expectations. There are already uh, demands of how you should behave, how you should talk, how you should present yourself. And therefore the mother, in her thoughts, of course, from a positive perspective, she's saying, allow me to protect you. Allow me to usher you into this world that may not necessarily usher you in a gentle manner that I can. And the daughter says, allow me to be my own self. Allow me to find my own way. Because so, um, Dr. Vila, the intentions are so good and so pure. And, and all mums, as you were saying, do the absolute best in providing their knowledge and experience, which is obviously not necessarily even appropriate. I mean, the mom's idea, our ideas as parents may not be the right thing. We think we're doing the right thing, but maybe we're not. More often, the intentions are good, but the good intentions end up being burdensome to our daughters because how we experience life, we tend to assume that that's how they are going to experience their own. And therefore, you feel you need to hold on in protecting your child instead of allowing her to find, you know, her own way. And at times, it's um, what we call, you know, um, you know, where your child is it's kind of uh, getting into an uncomfortable mirror of yourself, where the child, the daughter starts to explore, where the daughter starts to, you know, achieve career-wise, where the daughter starts to speak up and uh, where the daughter starts to assert herself. And in some instances, these are some of the things that you really wanted to be as a mother. And you know how much you have been uh, not given an opportunity. You have been caged, if, if I may put it that way. And here your daughter comes and she's actually mirroring Exactly what you wanted to be. And it becomes a discomfort to yourself because that's what you never, you know, you, you never experienced. And how you experience that is, I mean, uh, that uh, caging is almost like you're scared that your daughter may actually end up crashing as you did. And therefore it becomes a discomfort. And that's when you become 
so demanding that you know what I need to pull the reins. I need to pull her back into the you know into the right track. And that in itself becomes you know problematic. But the flip side of it, when the child, I mean the daughter, gets into you know that space where she cannot be expressive, she I mean uh, kind of take the the caging in a manner where she cannot speak up, then it becomes you know a mother blaming type of uh, you know a relation to say she is like that she can't relate to people because this is how she was raised um she is not um you know open minded she cannot do this or that because of as a result of how she was raised and uh, on the other hand we as therapists sometimes we contribute to that because when the daughter comes in be it uh, anxiety or depression is mainly going back. How were you raised? How was your relationship with your mother? And in a way, it becomes as if the mother is being blamed for what the daughter has turned out to be. The truth of the matter is, yes, as a mother, you do contribute. But to the larger extent, the daughter also has got the power in her, the inner self, can empower her to make choices of what she wants to be at the end of it. But more often, if it goes the other way, the mother could have contributed in a negative way. But how about looking at what what were the best intentions of the mother? And how did the daughter assimilate the intentions? Were this assimilated in a way that is not working out for me and therefore my mother is to be blamed or it worked better for me and therefore my mother contributed to my success. So it goes both ways. And it depends on how the two wants to interpret the relationship because later in life it gives an opportunity to rebuild that love bond that was, I mean, during teenagehood and uh, probably even at uh, early, early adulthood, it uh, resulted into a serious friction. There is that opportunity to rebuild that love bond because it is there. It is in it. It is a given because the mother always wants the best for her daughter. So that love opportunity is inborn, it's there, it's given, it just needs to be reconnected. You run workshops. Do you speak to mums and daughters together? Do you speak to them separately? Who are your clients? Are they mainly the daughters who are struggling? Tell me a little bit about the work you do. Um, more often, it's uh, daughters that uh, would actually seek uh, consultations. I mean, seek consultation. In a form of saying, you know, I am stuck in this rut because I can't express myself. The best person I need to talk to is my mother, but I cannot talk to her. She doesn't understand me. She doesn't, she's always crushing my opinions. She always feel I could have done better. She always feel I could have been this and this and that. 
And I am my own person. I just want her to understand me. I just want her to hear me out. And uh, more often you'll find that uh, mothers are not, are not really willing, you know, to come in terms of, uh, you know, running, I mean, going through the, 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 the session with the daughter. And that's when I realized that, uh, you know, running a workshop where both mother and daughter can be in the same room without giving, I mean, an indication of any of them is being judged, where they are given an opportunity for each of them to express who they are without being judged. So that's what brought this interest in me wanting to get the two together with the intention of them finding one another, because in essence, they love each other. It's just a difference of, you know, opinion, a difference of perspective, and I mean, about life. And what is so interesting is that out of these workshops, you'll always, I mean, I'll always come up with the, the aspect of saying, Mom, if only you could listen to me and accept me for who I am. And the mother, the mother's perspective will always be, I've always listened to you. However, because I always wanted the best for you, in some instances, I would not allow you to make wrong choices because I do not want you to get hurt. More often, what I always recommend is sometimes if you just get yourself into your daughter's shoes for a moment and feel what she feels and express how she would want to express herself towards you because you know what you want for her. And vice versa, if the daughter can get into the mother's shoes, and be momentarily a mother to you. What would you want to hear from your mother? What would you want to hear from your daughter? And that is more when you are in each other's shoes. Because then you will understand that it was meant for good. Not for Dr. Dr. Bima, it's fascinating talking to you. I can't believe the time is up. I mean, there are so much more questions I'd like to ask and know. But you do run um, workshops. If anybody would like to be in touch with you, what do you? Uh, how should they do so? They can call the number 012-653-8407. Or they can email us uh, through to uh, solani at mbuisalo.co.za. So the good news is I have all those details and everybody knows how to get hold of me. So if anybody missed uh, what Dr. Salani Buma said, they are welcome to get hold of me. Thank you so much for your insight. It was really such an interesting conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me. And thanks for this. A pleasure. That was Dr. Uh, Solani Vuma, clinical psychologist who specializes in mother-daughter relations. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008.